Good morning and welcome to St. Louis Live with Travis Terrell, Chris Denman, and Michael Gaines on 920 AM and streaming live at weareliveradio.com. You turn around like boy, quick talking to me. He could pick you up in a limousine. You'd look back like what you mean. But just worry about more Good morning, St. Louis. You are now tuned in to St. Louis Live. That's right, Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, Michael Gaines, hanging out 7 to 10 a.m. Just for you. It's lit! <laughs> Great show on tap today, guys. Very big show. Excited. 7.30, we'll have a new segment. Oh, yeah. A little Q&A, a little information, maybe some laughs. Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital, the new official... Veterinarian of We Are Live. How do you feel about that, Trav? I love You can finally get your checkup. So We Are Live and St. Louis Live both now get Dr. Ed. That's right. I will now, at 7.03, we have a Seinfeld reference. I'll be pulling a Kramer uh, and only going to a vet now for my own health needs. <laughs> don't know if that... Travis, he can... A goat, a chicken, a horse. That's right. Bye, that bye, works. Bye, 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 bye. It's That's good. better than a general practice doctor for a human. It's good to know, like, if I get involved in some criminal activity and I get hurt, I now have a guy I can oh, go right. to without He's having your to go to the hospital. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah. Very convenient. Gaines, you're a resident of the Hill, Hillside. Mm-hmm. Dr. Ed from the Hill. I'm sure he's been asked to uh, stitch up a couple bullet wounds. Here. Hey, man. What uh, you talking about? You got some ointment in there? <laughs> I've been shot in the ankle. I need this taken out right now. <laughs> a, 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 a cannoli deal went bad, sir. <laughs> Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital taking your questions, both serious or wacky, at 7.30. What do you think? So just just to set the tone, and again, 314-880-0808, text in, call in. If you have questions for the good doctor, we can get into that. But real quick, just a, a highlight, and we'll re-hit this. Just so you know who you're dealing with here, mm-hmm. the man... Has great knowledge. Yes, he is. Take my own uh, little mongrels there myself. <laughs> he, when I went back in to stop and say thanks, you know, for coming on last week when we did the stuff for Gateway Pet Guardians, which he's a big supporter of. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to let me know. He told a story about removing women's underwear from a dog's stomach on more than one occasion. Oh, boy. Wanted to let everyone know mm-hmm. that the women's underwear that were removed, sure. there was a name inscribed sure, inside. Probably Donna, Jennifer. Travis Terrell oh. is what the good doctor said. He said, let everyone know oh. the panties that were removed from the animal mm-hmm. had Travis's name scratched into the side. Your response? My response is that I've gotten in contact. Is it a comfort thing? or I've gotten in contact with some of the best lawyers in the area. And we will... Hillside Animal (laughs) Hospital, new sponsor. I say you play around. (laughs) No, I'm just saying I I will get a DNA test and we will find out for sure whether or not those uh, were actually mine. So we'll get to the bottom of the dog's stomach and decide if they were, in fact, Travis's Mm -hmm. panties. So we'll do that about 7.30. Wow. We got the great Dan Buffa popping by. Dan Buffa! Writer for KSDK. He just had a scorching hot article uh, chastising Joe Madden for his complaints. We can talk about that, and Buffa has an announcement, too. We'll go over that. And in the 9 o'clock hour, everyone's favorite, Carly Lawrence returns. Carly Lawrence! What do we get into? She has a new segment she's going to unveil, Travis. Is that right? Carly, it's like our pilot episode. Okay. So it's love gonna, advice. It's going to feel a little weird. It's going to be awkward for everyone, naturally, but it's love advice 
with Carly Lawrence. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yeah, we're going to see. We'll see. She's also on uh, pa- the Pascal Show tomorrow night, nice. I believe. So Carly will be in. She also does a podcast outside of ours. So she's a member of 50 different areas, teams, whatever. And uh, she's a regular here on St. Louis Live. Uh, and we can get into it with her. If you guys have questions for Carly, yeah, throw them in the uh, private Facebook group, Friends of Wall. We'll get into some MVTs right now. MVT starts now. Gaines, most valuable topic for you that we'll get into a little bit later. NBA draft lottery last night. Celts, Lakers, Sixers, one, two, three. And Illuminati, strike again. As the Midwest brand ambassador to the Big Baller brand, I'll have an official official statement. I have an official statement. Now you're going to be speaking on the behalf of yourself or uh, you're going to be the Midwest ambassador of this particular brand? The the Midwest brand ambassador of the Big Baller brand. I'll be speaking on behalf of them. We're going to get into this later, but if I'm the Celtics, I threaten all day long to take Lonzo Ball. Well, you're and working I hold. With, you're working with Magic Johnson, so that could probably work. I hold <laughs> the Lakers. <laughs> I want to argue with Gaze. Uh, I hold maybe, the Lakers hostage. I hold them hostage. Lonzo, his dad, will be freaking out. I don't want to send him to Boston. No, I like him in L.A. I want my baby playing for the Lakers, though. You hold them for ransom, and you take their entire life I just from about, them. I just thought about the idea of somehow... Lonzo Ball and LaVar Ball ending up in Boston of all cities. Oh, you, you want to talk? <laughs> you know what? He'd either be a he'd be the new poppy because they'd be like, "Yeah, we love him," or <laughs> ain't happening. <laughs> Travis, what's your MVT? We'll get to in a bit. Confederate statues in Forest Park. <laughs> Didn't see you go in that direction. Mayor Lida Cruzan, newly minted St. Louis Mayor Lida Cruzan. Uh, is facing some bit of backlash in her attempt to remove a Confederate statue from Forest Park. It's part of a, essentially, you can say, a movement of many. A cleansing. So to, yeah, so to speak. Many officials across the country are now addressing these statues that are in public parks, and uh, it has now come home for St. Louis. Uh, a statue that I believe has been in the park since the park was built. Strange. It's, it's weird that you would hold up. Uh, essentially, uh, a rebel force <laughs> that's that's uh, memorialized. I don't know. We'll Very get into odd. That. We'll get into that, and we'll discuss uh, how uh, folks obviously address it in the St. Louis comment section. Yeah, and we'll, <laughs> that's always it's always fun. Always the best place to go. My for God. comments. My God, what's your MVT today, my friend? Uh, you know what? This is in the Riverfront Times, Travis's uh, go-to paper. Solid journalist. Huge, not fake news. So, Riverfront Times, uh, <laughs> they love uh, rabble-rousing. I, mean, I find this to be interesting. We'll just get into it right away. Again, we've got Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital at 730. Uh, Missouri DUI checkpoint funding. Guys, are you familiar with this? They've got, it's basically, they'll set up an area. Maybe it's at an off-ramp. You can't go anywhere, right. and you are... Yeah. Subject for inspection, essentially, to uh, to check to they're checking you if uh, if you're sober, right? It's a sobriety checkpoint. Right. In theory, it doesn't sound bad. You you post up in a high traffic area that has a lot of issues with drunk driving, and you check people. Right. Oh, contraire, sir. Oh, oh boy. Where do we live? We not the city, not the state. Where do we live? What country? 
the greatest country in the universe called America? The United States of America. That's right. Freedom, liberty, eagles, cheesesteaks. That's right. Mexican food. There you go. It, yeah. Chinese I, I love food. a good margarita. Mm-hmm. Pizza. I love a good margarita. Yeah, fireworks. Missouri DUI checkpoint funding gets slashed to $1. Oh. 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 A bill approved, and this is, again, uh, you can check out uh, the article by Sarah Fenske in the Riverfront Times. Bill approved by the Missouri legislature earlier this month strips funding for such checkpoints from $20 million annually. It's a lot of money. To a dollar in the coming year. Those checkpoints cost $20 million a year? Greitens, that's the governor, could veto HB4. Police departments no longer be able to get state reimbursement for opening the operating these checks. Uh, I think this is a, a step forward. You can find better ways to uh, to police people. It takes the uh, it, 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 this. You can't do this kind of stuff. It's it's illegal search. It's an illegal search, right? I don't. I man, I didn't go to law school. Gaines, you're the one who went to private school. You tell me. No, it, it just it's it's just so. Uh, listen, I get it. You have sobriety checks, but you can't. You can't just do that. If you turn around going to one of these things, they will come after your ass and pull you over. Why do you have to hide, Chris? <laughs> Why are you running from the law? <laughs> That's a good question, man, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Why I, I why, kinda, why would he come out of the house with those braids on? Well, this is going to be just looking for trouble. <laughs> this is, is going to be a little bit interesting. Uh, Grydens, when he ran for governor, part of his campaign, he basically covered himself uh, in, around the police departments but in the state of Missouri. This, I ultimately, like, okay, say there's a source of revenue that's gone. That's fine. Find a better way. Protect your officers. Pay them better. Don't send them out. I, get, I realize this is a big overtime pull, right? But find other ways to pay these men and women because them getting overtime and then relying on that as part of their, you know, their bonus income or, or whatever, you can't do that on the backs of citizens Hoping you're going to catch them doing something. That's not the way this works. You can't. Right. You can't do that. And if it, I'm sure there's plenty of people that could step up and say, "Oh, it could save lives. It does this." Well, find, be more creative, be more efficient in your way. So personally, I'm happy to see this with Uber, with taxis, with whatever. There's a million different ways to get around now, and I'm hoping more and more people are taking advantage of that. What I, there are a couple things. Like I said, I think uh, Eric Greitens uh, made uh, police training, more police officers. He essentially uh, got wrapped around the Fraternal Order of Police here in the state of Missouri, both St. Louis and Kansas City. They all came out and supported him. So this will be an interesting play, but he also considers himself very much a fiscal conservative so he puts him a bit between the rock and the hard place where he has an opportunity to essentially save $20 million in the current Missouri budget. At the same time, it comes at the expense of overtime pay for these police officers. So I, I'm not even too sure how he's going to move forward, whether or not he's going to sign this or send it back to the legislature. I I don't know the, the legalese. I'm not familiar with whether or not well, you can or cannot do this. I would imagine there are going to be local police officers that will argue this is, reduces – DUIs potentially in a particular area. I don't know. I haven't seen from the numbers. The, from the story, too, St. Louis County, Sean McGuire, a sergeant, says they've already moved to saturation patrols, which he believes are more effective anyway than just a thing. So it's just basically more police presence in an area. That I get. Sure. I, that's fine. Sure. Hey, if it's, it's your right to take that chance to uh, be an idiot and drive drunk. 
through an area, and they have the numbers that back it up that people tend to get DUIs or accidents happen in a certain area. All for it. Get your. That's what I'm saying. Be more creative and be not work around. Just be more effective in this sense. And but you don't how have would you to do put, that though? There, are, but you have to come up with a, maybe a detailed solution. And again, to maybe put myself in the position of these police officers and even the mothers against drunk driving. Maybe they say, well, this is the most efficient way. This has shown to reduce. This is according to the CDC. Sobriety checkpoints reduce drunk driving deaths by twenty percent. So. The, they're making the argument that That's these a, do, and that this is a, a national study, and then I'll just quickly read what uh, the president of MAD, Mother Against Drunk Drivers, the national president, Colleen Sheehy Church, we know from peer-reviewed studies that sobriety checkpoints reduce drunk driving deaths by 20% by catching drunk drivers. Publicity about checkpoints on social media and the news deters people from drinking and getting behind the wheel because they know they will be caught. Um, that seems like a correlation, not causation type thing. Agreed. Because I feel like people are uh, way more, way smarter about the way they handle drunk driving, especially our generation, sure. than our parents' generation. And a lot of them ultimately have decided to, what Chris has spoken to, uh, take the Ubers of the world. They're more conscientious about that. I, and so I, I don't know whether or not what's effective. Or I, I guess I don't know if there's a silver bullet to a solution as to how to reduce DUIs, but the U.S. Supreme Court back in 1990 found that DWI checkpoints are indeed constitutional. Uh, but the argument is by literally stopping, this is to Chris's point, um, by literally stopping every single person that passes a point and temporarily detaining them, that to me is contrary to what the Constitution Absolutely, says. completely. And Brother Bear, he's the VP of Marketing yes, he is. for We Are Live, and he pays us which is quite normal in an executive role because he's also an insurance agent for Liberty Mutual Insurance. We'll call that his second job, the VP of marketing, his first. But he does have a point. My favorite are the checkpoints where they have a judge on site to get an instant warrant to draw your blood at the scene. What in the actual F? Yeah, I've heard about that. That's insane. Uh, Over the last three years, these checkpoints have resulted in more than 4,000 arrests in the state of Missouri, according again to Mothers Against Drunk Driving, I again I I'm this, again I think the governor is between a, a rock and a hard place when it comes to this particular bill. I I have a feeling he m- may send it back and maybe they reduce the funding, but they still are able to keep it. This seems like a bit of a power uh, play. That's a, that's an easy way for him to save twenty million dollars. That's what I'll say. He ran on that. He did. He did, but I just am very interested to hear what the police unions have to say. This. I think that they're going to be creative. I mean, you, St. Louis County, you've got to think, and when I think of St. Louis County, I think of uh, of a, a bunch of tickets that get handed out for stuff that I would deem petty. Sure. I'm not being rude to the cops. I mean, like, they've listen, been revenue drivers. There's a, reason, there's a reason they have really nice lights and really nice roads and really nice police departments. I think of petty tickets, and I would think they would be the first to rail against something like this. But... I like that, that you see a more, maybe a nuanced approach. They're saying, hey, we'll do a saturation uh, point and find you. We'll, we'll find you. We're just not going to do it maybe constitutionally or illegally. Oh, I, yeah. And again, I think, Chris, if you aren't doing anything wrong and if you're out, out drinking as much as you say that you are, then I don't understand what the problem is 
with DUI checkpoint. <laughs> you like that? Wouldn't you like to say that? Wouldn't you like to say that to maybe uh, a, a wealthy Republican who's outspoken against stop and uh, stop and frisk, yeah. or who's with stop and frisk, saying? Oh no! Hey, if they're not doing anything bad, let them uh, let them give you a full anal yeah. cavity search. <laughs> Why yeah. are you afraid to give the government right. your blood? What are you hiding, Chris? Well, because Benjamin Franklin would slit your throat if he was alive. <laughs> Dude, no, that's not how this works. Oh man! Hey so, man, I just want to put this out there uh, to law enforcement officials who may be listening to the show. I am completely behind you, one hundred percent. And frankly, if you see cars on the road and you see Chris Demon or Michael Gaines's face, I say, hey, pull them over, do what you got to do. But me personally, you throwing I, me under I, the bus. I, I support. I support overtime for you guys. I think, hey, they get, can still get it. No, I'm just saying, man. Hey, man, y'all was y'all was eating good. I'm saying you can keep eating good. It ain't my fault. I'm for you on this one. Hey, you know what? I'm tired of talking about this. I want to get I want to get into uh, another mystery oh, that could Christ. be out there. Oh, no, uh, so we're proud to announce an official doctor's office for injuries we don't want to report to regular hospitals. Maybe listeners get caught up in a gun rolling gun battle. Feel we like, will take you into like, this man's office. No, no, no? no wrong. Oh, I'm no, reading the wrong piece of paper. Cannot, that's Sorry. not the library. I was, I was supposed to have that conversation yeah, quietly. Uh, we've got Dr. Ed in the house from Hillside Animal Hospital. Hillside Animal Hospital, newest sponsor and official veterinary offices of St. Louis Live. Hell, we'll let you be the official of We Are Live as well, the podcast. Dr. Ed. Joins us in studio. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's a pleasure. After you, uh, after you stepped up, you know, you you were fantastic on the air. We were like, okay, so this guy can actually hold his own in a public speaking. And of course, Gaines went right to the slew. Hi, uh, excuse. Uh, second was excuse. he was part of the hill. You know, something going on over there. But then afterwards. You told me what was written on the inside of uh, the underwear you removed from a dog's stomach. Story. And again, I, I just want to reiterate, I think he gets it, Trav. I'm just going to trouble it. I don't know why you keep pushing that story out there. I, was it in cursive? Or like, a, like There was a nice little um, like a heart on the end. It said Travis Terrell, right, on the inside of him? Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, sorry <laughs> to say. He's a doctor. <laughs> what, what does that mean? He can fix a what lizard. What does that mean? He can fix a lizard, a horse, a even a cow. He knew where the Lindbergh baby was. He's a doctor. That yeah. doesn't, doesn't work that way. That's exactly right. Doctor, it, it is, it's great to have you in studio. We're happy to work with you. You've done some great work. Gateway Pet Guardians. You help out pets in the city here, everywhere around. Great to have you. We're proud to have you as part of the show. Well, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Uh, when are you going to get your dog in for its appointment? It's Man, a little which overdue. Was, two of them. I got two yeah, of them. I yeah. know. They're overdue. Yeah, he's, I said that. I need to come get my dog's nails trimmed. He's like, that's not all they need. Hey. <laughs> a, yeah. Putting me on notice, Travis. Well, wow. you know, I mean, I need to put it out there that, you know, you need to get your pets up to date. That's right. Yeah. So what we'll do now that we've got Dr. Ed in once a week and after you guys all start taking your animals to Dr. Ed, we're going to have you guys send in questions. We'll chat it out. He's got some great stories, but you can look forward to that moving forward once a week, guys. Travis, what, you okay with that? What if I have cats? Can he, can he look at cats, too? Yeah, I can do cats. Ah, oh, nice. We yeah, are running yeah. a special. Oh. Um, Dr. Ed isn't aware of this yet. We will put to sleep your cat. Wait a minute. Hey, man, hold on. <laughs> what kind of diabolical crap is that? Listen, I'm that, a tower that's, girl. That's not me, Travis. I was, I was woken this morning <laughs> by a raccoon getting a uh, bottle out of the thing. I was like, oh, cool. And there were three cats watching that raccoon. Three. 
What you just want them to out. do? That ain't they boy. Why would they put their nose in the business that's not theirs? Yeah. Why are you Raccoon, the cats? Man? Raccoons are like cats of the wild. They no, they're like they're more like beautiful apes of the <laughs> of the wild. No. Yeah, no I, one's not, ever woken up to dogs just yapping at a damn squirrel twenty five feet in the air. You let me have <laughs> no, no dog ever does that. Let me let me send three dogs out just running around an alley. See how long that lasts. But, have you ever heard a dog fight? Those things don't sound good. Yeah, that's why you keep them uh, contained. Oh, really? That's right. That's exactly right. Doctor Ed, how's your morning going? Great. Yeah, yeah. got up got up this morning, worked out, and then uh, came to see you guys. Well, you're ahead of all of us. So, <laughs> what is that. The, what is the life of a vet like on a day like today? Is there like a, a triage unit? Is there like the ER team from the night before? How what how do you start your day at your facility? Well, at our practice, I mean, we uh, there's there's five doctors now, as a matter oh, of nice. fact. So wow. we we usually Hello. have one doctor who's doing surgeries in the morning. And another two, they're, they're going to be doing appointments. And then in the afternoon, we'll have uh, two doctors doing appointments. And, and there's always a little bit of triage. You know, there's always going to be people calling in and, you know, saying they got to get in. And, of course, we'll, we'll fit in anybody who needs, you know, any pet who needs to be seen. Sure. What's, uh, you live in the cities. Is it mainly dogs and cats at the? At yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, mainly dogs. We see the occasional little pocket pet, you know, hamster. Oh. Is there much you can do for them? Uh, believe it or not, I've actually done surgery on, on, on I did surgery on a mouse once. Oh, that's dope. Successfully. Yeah, it was great. Oh, now, now, you're, now you're just bragging. <laughs> that's, it, it is weird. I mean, I guess it's just human. If you love something, you love something, right? Well, you as, know, they, as we're trapping mice in the millions around the city, one, one lucky mouse gets to see Dr. Ed. Why do you hate Stuart Little? <laughs> I do not understand. Why do you? It, is a smaller animal going to run... Uh, that has to be more expensive, right? I'm about to say that had to be. Uh, is this a specialized you, thing? You don't have to give us give us a yeah. Wink, what, wink, nod, nod. What's your markup on that? <laughs> Fourteen grand. No, is it is it that much more difficult, or is it just there's just so much more room for error that you're like, listen, well, this is a yeah, one in a million thing. You have to have you have to go into it with the right expectations. I mean, the people understand that you know the chances of the of the little thing surviving are are pretty slim, but you know we it survived and you know it, we actually removed a large tumor from it and it. Live for several more months happily. So, Aww. look at you! That is so sweet. A hero to all. I was hoping like you like fixed this ankle, and then they went home and just fed it to their pet snake. Uh, <laughs> oh, we just didn't want him chewing on bad bones when they were swallowing the mice. Right. That's why that we appreciate it. That could be unhealthy. Yeah, for, we, uh, <laughs> we didn't want to do that to old Cujo. We didn't want to do that. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, so we were getting into this. We already have a few questions coming in. How about this, doctor? And we'll 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 pepper these in. And we'll get a couple stories, and we'll figure this out. What's the best way to keep a dog from eating other dogs' feces? Ooh, good question. I think that's, that's a, a good I a, question. I have a pup right it's a now. That's a new, t- a new nutrition that's a deficiency, question. right? Uh, sometimes it can be. A lot of times it's just bad behavior. <laughs> uh, you know, seriously. How do you get a co-host to stop doing that? It's <laughs> really weird. Why do you look our way, guys? I don't care for this. You know, if it's another dog, if it's another dog in the household, it's a little easier to to fix because yeah. we actually have a product that you mix with the dog's food, and you do it with all the dog's food. And believe it or not, I know this sounds funny, but it's supposed to make the poop taste bad. Ah, 
What know, about is that just, an oxymoron? Or uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, how do we know it doesn't taste great to them? You know, like they could have such an advanced palate. It could be <laughs> advanced palate. Eat some, eat, look, eat some of the cheese we eat as people, and tell me that's not disgusting. So that means if there's a chemical that can make it taste even worse, there's a chemical that you can make it taste a little bit better. <laughs> you so, would think something to consider. Something above average, something to consider something. going forward. Food industry. It's a business move. Well, they say that you can take uh, accent food enhancer. And it's the same thing. You mix it with the animal's food, and as it travels through the GI tract, it imparts a bad taste to the oh, to the stool. Uh, well, what about just – what about uh, just uh, – You know, that's – what kind of advertising is that? I mean, who actually, who actually <laughs> tested that theory? <laughs> so, to, uh, anal. Oh, so what's uh, – so if we were – if the best possible solution to that would be – Clean up after your dog. Absolutely. <laughs> right? It's a, it's a trouble when you're out walking and it's somebody else's dog. Right. It's sure. got to be very diligent, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, we've got the snuggler texting in. Uh, for Dr. Ed, what's the most bizarre animal you've cared for in the past? P.S. See you Friday for Wyatt's checkup. Wyatt is a good-looking animal Aww. from the snuggler. Hey, Wyatt. What's up, Wyatt? No, 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 no. Well, Cute. years ago when the uh, when the arena was here, obviously not uh-huh. too far away, yeah. and, and uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus used to come in town. Oh. They used to park the, the performers' cars on the uh, on the siding on the Manchester railroad by the railroad tracks. Right. Yeah. And they used to pull them over to the side, and they would the performers would stay there. Mm-hmm. And um, this was right after I had opened. I mean, right out of school. Oh gosh. And the lion tamer walked in. <laughs> With with a with a tiger cub, just a little tiger cub, and there was nothing wrong with it. Thank God, he just wanted me to check it out. But I mean, I mean, how cool was that? that yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I mean, you're like, oh, I've had dogs all morning. Finally, <laughs> get to do that's awesome. That so you didn't have to work on it though. No, I just we just wanted to look at, check out, make sure it was okay. Yeah, did you feel uh, confident in your ability to assess said tiger? It's an animal, so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Will you clip that off? We're going to need to use that. I like that one. Uh, if you guys check out hillsideanimalhospital.net, you can find uh, a great picture of Dr. Ed with a beautiful puppy and uh, their address. It is 5325 Manchester Avenue. It's really close to the station, uh, very close to several neighborhoods, uh, the Grove, Dogtown, Rice, right? Yep, yep. yep. Dogtown. And uh, and the hill, obviously, hillside makes a lot of sense. Now I'm curious. I I just had a, I got a new three month old Doberman, and while I don't know if you've noticed, looking at our studio and our wardrobe, that this AM thing is really bringing in a ton of money currently for uh, what we do. But I would like now to slowly transition into turning my dog into a celebrity. Do you know any dog agents agencies that I can take my dog to? And what is your fee for celebrity dogs? I am. I, I would. I would. I would charge you extra if you think your dog is a celebrity dog I, because that means you're a little deluded in the head. Brady on its way. If you don't believe it, you can't achieve it. R. Kelly. Thank you. So, <laughs> what what do you recommend? Do you know dog agents? No. Uh, is, <laughs> Good answer. I, I think it's holding back. There's some dogs with a lot of Instagram followers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That'd be the, funny. Doctor, we, we, we have some clients who do that. The, the, like that's the first thing that people do now when they get a dog is like set up their own Instagram. Account. I would say seventy five percent of my Instagram usage is like liking pictures of pit bulls on Instagram. <laughs> right. Chris, am I going to want Travis as a client? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, how, I mean, how many pieces of his underwear are you going to ah, get rid of there? Yeah, right. uh, we have an acronym for t- clients like him. We call them PETA clients. <laughs> <laughs> 
P I T A. Stands for pain in the ass. <laughs> Those, like, I can't imagine people who. Oh, oh. Uh, I, yeah, I can't imagine people who are that start, much of a diva when it comes. to They start pants. telling the doctor kind of how to do his job. <laughs> they start. No, they do. You know, they do. And they yeah. and they casually throw in that that dog cost them four thousand one hundred and fifty dollars, uh, and it was flown in from Milan and, and all these things. It's like no, it didn't. That's uh, from a breeder in upstate Indiana. <laughs> no, they paid four thousand five hundred dollars for a Labradoodle, which is I'm. Yes, ma'am, that's a mutt. <laughs> that's not a purebred dog. I'm sorry. That's like a purebred what, um, what's like, what, how has the internet changed the difficulties of you doing your job? Dr. Google. Yeah. Oh, you know, man. Yeah, well, I, I saw a, a t shirt once that said, Don't uh, confuse my veterinary degree with uh, Dr. Google. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and seriously, I mean, you know, what you have, what we have to learn is when people come in and say, Oh, they read on the internet, you want to encourage them to be involved and not, yeah, you know, shake your head and roll your eyes and, you know, and you got to handle that carefully because right. you want them to be involved and to ask the right questions, but but you want to try to give them the right advice. Hopefully, mm-hmm. not all the advice out there is bad, but unfortunately, a lot of it is. We, we've talked about this before, and you basically, as uh, my dogs are both late on uh, checkups and whatnot, <laughs> together, dead men. Yeah, <laughs> proud dog owner over here. Now, as far as and we talked about this a little bit last time when you were with us, but do, can we get into some just common misconceptions? Or I'm, I'm trying to think, let's talk uh, maybe dog behavior. You see this a million times. People put their dogs on a leash and then try to introduce them. And they wonder why the dog's trying to rip each other's throat out. I think that's one of, I'd say that's pretty common, especially if you have dog. Personally, I'm not a fan of dog parks. They can be fun, but I think it's just always an accident waiting to happen. Maybe that's something good we can get into just because it is so common here. It's almost like a a perk of living in a neighborhood to be near a dog park because it's urban living. You can't necessarily just let them run more crazy. cities are starting to build And they realize often. that, but as they do that, I mean, you can't, people will take, <laughs> I don't care if you're Rottweiler, Pitbull, what a large dog that has a bite power that can, you know, bite through whatever. If they're running around with a Chihuahua and the Chihuahua gets lippy, there may not be a good outcome to that. So what's, a, what's our best way to maybe have dogs ready for the dog park or even introducing via leash, which you shouldn't do. I think if people could learn just a a little bit, you know, the basics of um, um, dog's body language, you Mm -hmm. know, are their ears up? Are their, you know, their ears back and they're nervous? Is their tail down or is it, is it up and they're interested, you know, or is, is the hair on the back of their, you know, the hair on their back standing up, which is a sign of alertness and, and, you know, and nervousness, you know, just simple things like that. I mean, you know, common sense wins, common sense, you know, I mean, know the limits. If, if your dog, you know, is okay at a certain distance with other dogs, then, you know, then you got to get them slowly introduce them, you know, Mm -hmm. to a closer distance until you know what their limit is. Do you think dog parks are, I mean, I love the camaraderie of the community of it, but do you think it's... I like how he likes to put camaraderie and community. You get to hit on hot girls. Get hit on I, haven't hot been to a dog, I haven't been to a dog park in get a hit long on the time. Babe. That That's would be... I would recommend it for single men <laughs> oh, or yeah. women to go meet people at dog parks. Oh, yeah. it's, it's an easy way. <laughs> Either way, would you, do you think they're a good thing overall, though? I, does it go... I mean, obviously, dogs are pack animals, right? But... There's a lot of uneducated people, a lot of erratic dogs running around. I'm surprised more 
bad things don't happen at dog parks. We see the occasional, you know, um, you know, little bite wound stuff like that that come in, you know, from mm-hmm. from an encounter. But I think overall they're good. I mean. There are there are some dogs who just you have to burn off that energy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. If they if you're not, then there's just like a behavior problem waiting to happen, or they're, or they're going to be driving you nuts at home. Right. Yeah, and they just won't even be the dog. They'll just be this ball of nervous energy that's bouncing around everywhere. Have you, Travis? What about this, real quick? Okay. We have a text that comes in and says seventy five percent of Travis's Instagram usage is sliding into this pit bull's uh, no, 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 you don't have to finish that. You can actually just move on to the next one. Hey, you thick one. girl. Oh, God. God. No, not a thing. I didn't miss the text line. Sorry, Trav, what were you going to say? I was going to say, um, I, and I guess to piggyback off the point you just illustrated about uh, people taking the dogs to dog parts or dog encounters, have you ever had to... Uh, testify on 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 the stand or <laughs> as the, a character as a silver, a like or just be like, oh, this is absolutely his fang, and yes, I can verify that that dog bit this dog. Like, have you ever had to go to court because of a pet? No, I have not. Oh, Law man. and order, pet vu. Oh, oh, Chris, write it down. I like that. Chris, write it down. Do it. Uh, it. Our <laughs> listener Kyle from. Uh, Gateway Pet Guardians is Dr. Ed's pretty cool. He's taking care of a lot of my fosters. Aww. Another uh, shout-out for Gateway Pet Guardians in there. Oh, the great Tony Doe asked a question. Oh, boy. Uh, a fair question. Oh, I'm sure it is. Can he? Can Dr. Ed make my dog live forever? And if not, why does he hate me and my dog? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ed, your, your response. These are the hard-hitting questions. Way to go, Tony. He's Doe. obviously mistaken me for God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It happens a lot. Oh, but yeah. like, <laughs> because of the high school thing. Yes, yeah, that's basically right. It, yeah. Isn't that right, Gaines? And my height, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a powerful structure walking through Can the Can I door. say something? Real, yeah. We talked just a little few minutes ago about the dogs eating their own poop. Yeah. The best thing in the world is when you have a dog in the exam room and you're letting it lick your face, oh. and then the client tells you that. Oh, oh by the way, he, he likes to eat his poop. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that's happened. Oh, people, people, half of decorum. Take how a damn. rude! That's a little important information to know before yeah, I go it in. Out front, the, man, yeah, before, that's trifling. Before I get up close and personal with the tongue, you y'all know. nasty. What the hell wrong with y'all? Y'all nasty. Any particular dog breeds that uh, you see come in and you're just like, not this again. <laughs> I think I don't want to alienate any potential clients, but uh, yeah, I know. I think there are a couple of breeds which I think veterinarians tend to generalize that they don't like. And again, I'm not talking for all veterinarians. Sure. Uh, Sharpays are tough just because you can never tell what they're thinking. Yeah. I mean, you know, first of all, they're you can't see their eyes. Right. That whole man aggression thing, not fun either. You just can't you just can't tell what they're thinking, you know? And, and Akitas, you know, again, they just not a fan of Akitas either. I'm not a fan. I mean, they're beautiful dogs. Don't get me wrong. It's right. not like I hate them, but you know, when you're trying to work on them and they're sick and they don't feel good, you just you just have to be really careful. They can take a hand off. Akita's a big, strong animal, and uh, not uh, not a fan of those either. Oh, Tony the Plow Dow <laughs> sending in a picture of his pup. Looks like a Jack Russell Terrier, and uh, he says, "But look how good." <laughs> he makes a good point, Doc. Why won't you save his dog and let him live for eternity? <laughs> I guess your your best bet in that, I mean, if we could take a somewhat serious approach to it, is keep it healthy, keep it checked up, right? Keep yep. those heartworms out of there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Preventative medicine can go a long way. You know, one of the most important things is don't let your dog get overweight. Yes. I mean, you can't you can't believe it. they say that up to 60% of the dogs that come into a, a veterinary clinic are over their ideal weight. Really? 
Lack of ex- wow. lack of exercise or just letting them go ham on food. Too well, people, yeah, pe- too many people associate feeding with our food or treats with love. Yeah, you know our attention. Ah, uh, yes, that's a good point. You know, if I can, it's not. This is not a plug, but I guess it is. Nestle Purina. Plug actually, away, baby. This is your time. All right, Nestle Purina actually did this uh, lifelong study where they took golden retriever puppies from the same litter, right. multiple litters, and they split them up. One litter, then they one part of the litter they actually fed to keep it what they considered to be an ideal body weight. Okay. Okay. The other half they just over basically let them eat free choice, and on average they were twenty five percent over their ideal body weight. Right. Mm-hmm. Or over their ideal body weight. This study went on for thirteen, fourteen years. Wow. And they proved scientifically basically that the ones that were at their ideal body weight lived 25% longer. Wow. Of course, it's always been common sense. If you're not sure. overweight, sure. you're healthier. This study actually proved it. 25% is pretty significant, that's though. Exactly. That's, that's a lot of years. Fat, okay. Right. In, exactly. I've had my dogs in great shape before, and then you walk around, people are like, why are they so skinny? Why they? I'm like, these dogs eat better than 99% of the city. <laughs> Trust me, they're doing fine. But I, that happens. Every, oh, that you need to feed them. They're, they're too skinny. I get that so often. People do not know what an ideal body condition is on a dog. Wow. People have gotten too used to seeing overweight dogs. Yeah, and that's a that problem. That sense. Wow. Is that yeah. a projection of society? Of oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Think about that. It's like yeah. reverse anorexia. You're yeah. imposing that... What you think is ideal. Well, I'd like to eat a cookie. So would Fido. (laughs) Sure. I mean, that's how it works. (laughs) That's true. Uh, The dogs want a pet just as much as they want a treat. Do you have pets yourself, Dr. Ed, or just leave work at work? No. <laughs> he, I have not taken that yeah. at all. He, despite, he does all this. He gives, a, he gives a building to Gateway Pet Guardians, but yet yeah, hate, hates dogs. Yeah, you're assuming that I like dogs. Yeah. Uh, I'm, in it, I'm in it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> this is the part where he tells us he's a cat man, and I escort him out of the studio. <laughs> now, I, I have one dog at home who actually goes to work with me every day. Nice. Nice. Uh, three cats who live at home, too. Aha, got you, Chris. Yeah. Got I, like, I like cats. Yeah, and then we, have, we have two cats who are basically mine who live at the clinic. Nice. Oh, nice. So, I like that. Did, were they, uh, did they kind of wandering off the street looking for a pay and a lasagna? Or what yeah. were they doing? Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they, the vacancy sign was out, so they showed up. <laughs> <laughs> they popped in. Oh, and a thank you from Jamie Moyer's hands for you. Tell Dr. Ed thanks for his service. What war was he in? He's a veter- veterinarian. <laughs> I, I once that. got a card on Veterans Day. <laughs> I swear to God, from, from, my, from, a, from a nephew. From a nephew. <laughs> yeah, from my nephew. Send me a card on Veterans Day. Uh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. What did he mean? What was it? Was it funny or was he serious? No, he was serious. He was, he was about six or seven years old. Well, he wasn't going to be a veterinarian. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm taking over the show. Do you <laughs> we're, we're driving around one time in the city, and my daughter again, I don't know, seven, eight, Nine, something right. like that. All of a sudden, from the back seat, she said, "Dad, you know, do you make a pretty good living?" And I looked at my wife and I said, "Well, yeah. Why?" And she says, "Well, gosh, you know, I, I see all these people out on the streets, and they have their signs, homeless vets. I'm just worried about you." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We could do a lot of vet humor. <laughs> Well done. And he didn't tell you to confuse people. He wears a tattered old uh, camouflage jacket everywhere, <laughs> looks like just to mess with like people. Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we got a question coming in from uh, AE in Jeff City. Do Boston Terriers usually have little man syndrome? Mine likes to go prison style and find the biggest dog in the park and go right at it. No more yard privileges for Kunu. 
Absolutely, yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what I call it. I call it little man syndrome. They gotta be the big, big, big dog in the you know in the park. Yeah, yeah. They, they just go right after them. Like, hey, we're gonna take you down. Now, when you go to the country club and you see your other doctor friends, do they go, uh, "Oh, hey, how's Fido doing today?" Or do you go, "Hey, shut up! I saved people's lives and made children happy." You. Couldn't help save anybody in a like, gun shooting last night. Shut your mouth. Like, how do you guys go? Is there a beef between vets and the and the other human doctor community? Yeah, we like to say we're real doctors. We treat more than one species. <laughs> oh, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh. Shot fired at the medical community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You hear that, Barnes Jewish Hospital doctors? <laughs> Take that, son. When was the last time you went to the ER? Uh, Seriously. I went to an ER. Oh, man. I, I took a friend that was uh, that got into a minor car accident about a, a couple months ago. And uh, ERs are, uh, and they do a great job, oh, mind yeah. you. But it is not a place you want to spend more than 15 minutes in. It's just, <laughs> can you imagine an animal ER? Yeah, I can only imagine. An animal ER, that animal will be seen, taken care of, and, I mean, fast. Right. Yeah. That's the, the big thing. And don't get me wrong. Human ERs, they're fantastic. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, absolutely. They do their job and they're great. They're very good at it. But the waiting just kills me. Oh, absolutely. How long you just sit there Not and wait for somebody to look Some at the, the x rays, yeah. look at the lab results, and too much downtime. Yeah. Hey, we have a serious text coming in. Dr. Ed, please talk about the importance of heartworm prevention and how dogs contract HW. Well, heartworms is the disease that's carried by mosquitoes. Okay, so you know how bad mosquitoes are in St. Louis. Yeah. You know, and despite what some of the products say, there's no way we can prevent mosquitoes from biting your dog. Right. Okay. Not all mosquitoes carry heartworms. There has to be a has to be a heartworm positive dog. Okay. Right. It, actually, it actually undergo part of their life cycle in the mosquito. So the heartworm preventative though that they're out there, a little chewable treat once a month. That's the most popular one. You give your dog a little chewable treat. It's protected for 30 days. Okay. Even if that mis- even if it, he gets bit by a mosquito, which has which is carrying heartworms, it prevents it from developing. Mm-hmm. The work we do with Gateway, the dogs they rescue off the streets, it's not uncommon for up to 60 to 70 percent of those to be heartworm positive. Okay. We treat at Hillside. We probably treat more dogs for heartworm for heartworms than probably most other clinics in the whole area. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's so easy to prevent. And it is just, and the products are a hundred percent guaranteed. Right. So I mean, and they work. Over your years, how have I guess um, <clears throat> these uh, these dog organizations? How have they helped bring down the uh, wild animal population, the wild stray population? How how effective have they been from your time you started being a vet to where we are now? I think of certain programs like pit bulls and parolees, and how they go out and find dogs and. These organizations that do their best to reduce the stray community, how effective have they been over the years? Or how, what have you seen as far as change? Oh, I think it's fantastic. And I think about, uh, um, I actually started with, uh, you know, Randy and, and Stray Rescue. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, we were with, we worked with Randy before they even was Stray Rescue. And then, you know, I kind of worked my way to Gateway. Um, I don't know if you guys, you guys may not be old enough. Do you remember the story years ago of the, it's very tragic, the young boy who got, mauled and killed up in north st louis i do i do uh, uh, I, you know i kind of look at that as that was that was almost like the start of this you know in, in the st louis area of the real animal welfare push okay you know to deal with the stray dogs and and you know and and just not ignore them and that was i remember the uh the town meetings that we went to when all of that happened and how right. sad it was 
And that was almost the impetus, almost the start of all of this. Uh, and, I mean, we used to go to East St. Louis, and, you know, it, every, every field you'd see stray dogs and feral sure. dogs. And now that's just not the case. Uh, we just did a vaccination clinic for uh, Gateway on Saturday. And um, we did uh, um, us, I mean, a lot of volunteers, not just me. Um, we did 100 animals. We vaccinated. And that's we had, huge. And, and to turn people away. Wow. Oh, wow. So the community, it's just, you know, and you go there now and, and it's the Gateway volunteers. They, they, they you know, they, they go over there now and they see people, they see people out walking their dogs on leashes. Where you wouldn't see that before, even. Oh, and, and, and it's the little things like that, which which really hits home that that they're making a difference in the community. Nice, uh, that's really good to hear, and especially see the community respond after something tragic like that. I do remember the incident very well, and and the community did galvanize around that, and they came up with sensible solutions, which you often talk about, Chris, finding ways to come up with those sensible solutions to protect the community when something like that tragic happens. Yeah, it's just one more man-made issue that we can curtail or make worse by ignoring it. Right? Right. Yeah. You don't want to mess with that at all. Another question says, my pet is having difficulty with crate training. It won't stop crying. Any advice? And there is a small human child inside of a uh, <laughs> of a dog cage. So Jamie Moyes. Should, we, should we, call, yeah. <laughs> we call the FBI? Uh, should we forward yeah, that? Yeah. That's a, that's okay. a go. Okay. Yeah. We'll go ahead and do that hey, Chris, you just stall them for a little bit, and we'll yeah. see if we can track that send, number quickly. Send in your location, and yes. the doctor will help you. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do that. Are you in a fancy foyer <laughs> currently? If you guys have questions for Dr. Ed, keep them coming. 314-880-0808. So we learned a little bit about Dr. Ed recently, uh, last week at our live broadcast at Gateway Pet Guardians. Do you like getting in and mixing up with the social events, or you, do you feel like people are going to bother you? You're a social guy. You're a nice guy. A great judge of radio uh, no, if I may I'd say so myself, he's part know. of St. Louis Live now. Uh, at these events, do people tend to maybe respect your position? I could see if people are having a couple beers, they either, <laughs> they either kind of start telling you <laughs> the what for about what they do and why it's right, or they completely, <laughs> and you know what I'm talking yeah, about, and you know what I'm talking about. these bad boys, yep. And there's either that guy or gal. Probably a gal, if we're being honest. Uh, or there's the person who's just really kind of trying to get a free vet visit without bringing the dog in. Like, well, it's it's swelling just a little bit, you know. Which which person, I guess, would uh, steal your time more in those? I don't know. I, I assume you handle those kind of uh, situations quite well. And I've all, it's, that's never bothered me at all. I mean... You know that's what I do for a living, and yeah. you know it. You know it brings attention to you, so True. it's never a bad thing. Yeah, you know, and I, I've never, and I've never bothered me to answer people's questions. Yeah, Not obviously. Do, on the radio do you, when people bring their dogs in, do you know, like, so if like a hot single girl comes in, is there a designation you put on your sheet? And like, oh, hot single girl coming in, bringing in her, and then she brings in her dog. Is there is there a file you keep of those? And if so, is there a likelihood that you would be willing to share that information, or is that like Doctor Dog <laughs> confidentiality? I'm just curious. It's a fair, it's a fair Spitball question, Travis. Yeah. The only file on that is up up in my head. Ah, <laughs> nothing written down. That's smart. <laughs> yeah. So you you put it in a bank. Then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Files away. Bank well for later. Played. Okay. Nice. I like that, and uh, we've had some good questions so far. Uh, Gaines, anything uh, that you have for the doctor? And we'll get him out of here. He's a busy man. 
What, I actually do have a serious question. Like, what was the what surprised you the most about being a vet? Like, I imagine you have to kind of be a psychiatrist at times, a counselor. Uh, like, what was the part of the job that they didn't tell you about when you were in uh, vet school? Uh, the business side. Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. as everything. As with everything. That, yeah. 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 Very true. All kinds of people come out of college after they've worked their ass off. And think that people give it to him that they have these pieces of paper and these qualifications, and you get, you can get taken through the ringer. We we have a uh, um, industry publication that's called Veterinary Economics, and I like to say that I I will never re- contribute articles to that <laughs> magazine. Right. right. I mean, I learned so much. I mean, I I came right out of school and I purchased a practice and I made my share of mistakes along the way. Wow. Business business wise, sure. yeah, you know, and just learn as you go. What does that do for you? Because I would imagine, and I'm like everyone, when you come out of school, when you have a passion and you're just like, hey, I just want to do the work, uh, what what did it do for you as far as you wanting to work on animals when you also had to deal with the business side to it? How did you handle that psychologically where you're just like, I just want to help the animals. Why are these people asking me about how to keep the lights on? You, you just you just got to trial and error. I mean, either you, you do it or you lot. don't, right? Yeah, I mean, you, just, you, know, you better I, have a good attitude about I, it. I, 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 had, I found a really good mentor, another veterinarian in the area, right. who you know, took me under his wing and was always there at the end of the phone call. And uh, <laughs> and my other my classmates, you know, I mean, if, if you think you've had a bad day, you just call up one of your classmates, and the exact same thing has happened to wow. them. Wow! You know, yeah, yeah. that's that's an excellent point. That that's uh, applicable to any any type of business too i mean even things that you would think people would come out prepared for i mean you just really have to lean on that sense of community other people that are going through the same thing that you are all right so now i have an idea because i feel like uh you have been such a great guest and you teaming up with you and being able to do dr ed's going to be a great segment going forward but i want to make sure you continue to grow especially into the future what about providing cosmetic surgery for dogs? Like if dogs want, you know, extra calves. Like, like a lip want job. A little, or a little extra rump for the uh-huh. puppy. What if you – have you thought about getting into that side of the business? No. There are there are some cosmetic <laughs> oh, things that oh, we do really? for medical reasons. Uh, teeth. Teeth. Not for purely cosmetic can you put reasons. Con- could you put, like, red eyes on my white, my white pit bull? I think that would be interesting. The- they look like she has little laser eyes, maybe. I feel like that's illegal. Oh, okay. You don't want to do that. I have a question. All right, so grain-free diets. Oh, I'm sure gosh. that's uh, that's been a popular thing. For dogs, what's that? Excuse, excuse me while I go beat my head against the wall. <laughs> all right, you got to come with this. Because I have a new pup. What, what is this grain-free diet? What is that all about? Well, you have it. You see that, and you see that it's now a consumer thing because now all of the dog foods they offer a grain-free right. addition. Um, it's it coincides with humans now. Doing gluten free okay. things like that. So they, I will say, again, projecting on our animals. Look, again, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And Doctor Ed's about to go on one here. <laughs> I will say, I was spending up to eighty bucks a week on steroid shots for skin issues that that the veterinarian, not Doctor Ed, in Kansas City that I went to, could not figure out. Oh, it's a weather thing. Oh, it's a it's a food thing. Oh, you think she she has to get these steroid shots? I felt a little uh, like I was getting milked for uh, cash at sure, that point. Sure, sure. Uh, I switched over just all meat and vegetables and haven't had an issue since. A skin issue. Now, that could be that particular dog. I don't know that it's necessary for everyone to follow that. That was my trial and error, and it saved me money, and I don't know if it's going to cost me. And long, It's a little more expensive, but anything you would say against that, 
particularly, and then just the fad overall? Well, you kind of got two parts to your question. The first part is sure. the grain-free. And I, like, I tell my clients there is absolutely no medical reason whatsoever that dogs need to be grain-free. Mm. Okay? Now, okay. having said that, I always clarify does not mean that there's anything wrong with the grain-free foods. Right. But it's just a fad, like you said. It's, okay. it's all marketing. We oh, have, it's we, absolutely consumer. We have, yeah. the, we have the pet food companies. They're scientific you know, group, you know, they're researchers. Sure. They're telling us at the conferences what I just said. Huh. Okay. Dogs don't need to be grain-free. On the compu- consumer side, sure. that's all you see in the aisles, and it's all you see on TV. Okay, it's all marketing, and I get it. I mean, it's, they're in there to make money, and that's fine. I just want people to, to make an informed decision. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, you said about your dog. Dogs sure. can definitely have a food allergy. Sure. And that's a bad term. If they're not allergic to the brand name, they're allergic to the ingredient, the ingredient in the food, ingredient. which is always the protein. Okay. One of the proteins, whether it's chicken or beef or lamb, are the most common ones. Interesting. If you put them on the right protein, you know, or, or a completely different protein, their symptoms can go away. They're itching and their skin problems. Yeah, it was to the point where it was like, I, she was just walking around, puffed, looked like she'd been beaten dang near to death and then yeah. you know her eyes are, are bleeding out of whatever nastiness and uh and just it was bad it was to the point where it's like you might want to consider putting this dog down she's just walking around in pain and it's horrible all the time worse in the summer and i could never get a straight answer so i was like well we'll give this a try and somehow it's worked out so i don't know if that's just a lucky trial and error or what yeah can I can I uh, hit you with a story? Yeah, let's hit it. Yeah, we got a couple minutes. You talked to me about uh, people asking me questions. Yeah. Well, um, this was actually one of my wife's assistants. And they brought their dog in, and there was a needed a little tumor removed. Okay. And it's something we call a mast cell tumor. So with mast cell tumors, they can they're they're curative by surgery. Right. But you got to have wide margins. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cut them okay. Out wide. Okay. Right. 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 And then the pathologist actually looks at it to make sure there's clean margins, that you have healthy tissue all the way around, which you cut out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so we did this. Surgery went great. Dog did great. And we're at their office Christmas party, and it's at one of these dueling piano bars. And, you know, we get there, and they're, they're, they're trying to, he says, and the gentleman's trying to ask me questions about the dog, and it's just way too loud. You know, and he's wanting to thank me and all right. this. And, and he, he smelled of tequila. It's way too loud. We couldn't really communicate. Cool. So sure. a few minutes later, I'm in the restroom. Okay, and he comes in. Okay, and it's quieter in there, and he and he's and we're talking about the dog, and and this is what he said. He says, "Well, I'm sure hope that I'm sure glad I'm sure hope that that came out clean." And right when he said that, other people are walking into the bathroom, oh, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, man. timing is everything." <laughs> of course, he's talking about the tumor, but I mean, uh, two, the other guy who walked in was like out the door so fast. Uh, <laughs> the great Dr. Ed from Hillside Animal Hospital. What a fantastic first hour. Dr. Ed, glad to have you on board. We're proud to work with Hillside, man. Wow, guys, it, guys so I, I have a blast. Nope, and it's a lot it's of fun. It's exciting. We're going to take a quick break. If you missed it, we'll get the podcast up on the We Are Live feed. This is St. Louis Live. Been a great first hour. Michael Gaines, Travis Terrell, Chris Denman, and Dr. Ed from the great Hillside Animal Hospital. You need to hit them up. 5325 Manchester Avenue. Great people, excellent care for your animals, and uh, the official veterinary office of St. Louis Live, and we are live. Keep it here, 920 AM WGNU, and uh, keep streaming at weareliveradio.com. Quick break. We'll be right back. I'll show you the ropes. 
It's an animal, so I can do it. Uh, 